Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Gym Owners, Hop- Gym Owners Podcast, coming in hot. I'm your host, Tyler Stone. Over there is John Fairbanks. How you doing, John? Hello, Tyler. It's an emergency episode this week. We're double dipping here for you. Uh, big announcement in the functional fitness space. CrossFit HQ making moves, making waves. Some love it, some hate it. Uh, we're going to cover the good, the bad, the ugly, the panic, shit you shouldn't really give a shit about. And what does it really mean? Does it mean anything? grand scheme of things before we get started make sure you join the gym owners revolution facebook group links in the description go to gymownersrevolution.com if you want to work with us directly have us help you make your business kick ass let's go so let's get right into it news came down i believe there's two major stipulations from crossfit hq that they're requiring now for your to maintain your affiliate right so to be able to use the crossfit name which was always kind of the only benefit in my opinion of 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 being a crossfit affiliate um now you have to pay used to be three thousand dollars now it's four thousand dollars right there's a forty five hundred forty five hundred yeah forty five hundred so fifty percent increase now the issue is so before it was three thousand the issue everybody before it was three thousand when it was cheaper was grandfathered in up to that point everyone who was making this sweet deal at 500 bucks a year or thousand bucks a year or fifteen hundred bucks a year or two thousand a year they were that price was fixed now everybody goes to forty five hundred yeah um now does that suck if your business is like if you're used to having a bill that was five hundred dollars a year whatever forty five bucks a month and now it's four hundred a month does that suck yes does it fucking matter to your business if that financially matters to your business at that point you've been fucking up so bad and skidding so close to the fail line of failure financially they're like i don't know what to tell well, i don't know what to say if you've been open so long that this what 125 150 a month 125 a month increase mm-hmm. for the right to continue to use the brand that you're built upon we'll get into the good and bad and ugly for that as far as what that brand really is worth to you um but i fucking fuck off i don't know this is people are being babies about it and i get being upset because what is crossfit doing for you not much more they're not doing anything more for you for this this is just a price raise um but i think it's kind of silly to to like go be crazy about it because look at john you and i work at franchises right franchise gyms we also work with franchises in other businesses and restaurants hospitality and otherwise yeah and what people pay on it fucking for upfront and on an annual basis for the rights to use the name of fucking something that means a lot less in your market in those markets than say crossfit does in the fitness Mm -hmm. market would make you always all shit your goddamn pants it doesn't make any sense to me people freaking out over 150 dollars a month raise in like your right to use this brand name well you're talking like a yearly fee for crossfit is like a monthly fee yep definitely that's that's definitely yeah yeah. so it's like this is this is a thing where like if this hurts you you've been so bad at this for too long and it's like if said frankly somebody's need it's a thing i said about covid stuff in the beginning and while granted i'm not super stoked that you know i think the government maybe closed up some businesses for a lot longer than than i even would have expected Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, it was like, are you resilient enough actually in your business to what if something happened and you couldn't do business for two or three months? Like, are you are you set up to actually be resilient? Does your business set up to survive? Is there some cash reserves? Are you resourceful enough? Is your business have enough resources to keep you, your employees, keep the lights on? How, how does this work? And what I find, especially in the functional fitness space, is a lot of these businesses are not resilient. 
at all, nor are the personalities at the head of their businesses. Because I'm just reading it. I see people fucking whining about it constantly. Well, they're complaining about de-affiliating about it. Like over this, like, listen, and by the way, I'm an advocate of de-affiliating if you don't like what the brand is doing for you. If you are doing as I did, I own a CrossFit affiliate. Our plan were always to eventually de-affiliate. Because at some point we wanted our brand to transcend what their brand was going to be. If I wanted to maintain the affiliate, it was an option that we maybe would have considered. We would have been so-and-so fitness home of CrossFit blank. Right. Um, but in the end, it just wasn't really in my plan to maintain that forever. And, and I think that if you end up frustrated by what they're putting out media-wise and maybe what the public impression is of CrossFit or maybe quality control, global national quality control about what's going on on the ground in these affiliate gyms. Um, maybe you think that that is something you're constantly having to overcome instead of reaping the benefits of. If that is the case, go ahead, de-affiliate. I'm all about it. But over a price raise, price raise if you did not have enough of, have a problem enough to compel you to bail before, yeah. now this little thing comes like, I just can't pretend that you're, that you're a serious person if this bothers you that much. I just... And and what I love most too is like the last de-affiliation craze was like based off of like morals. Yeah. And if, you know what I mean? So yeah, like I know more people are going to dump this over like 150 bucks. It's fucking right. stupid. Now that's crazy, right? Like it just is. And, and it's very disingenuous to some of the shit that people are spouting off where it's like, it's a 50% increase of my operating costs. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, what are you talking about? It's this one singular category. And right. like most of you, sell one membership since half 90% of these gyms, 95% of what they're getting of what they're selling is one singular membership product. Like, yeah, if that's the game you're playing, just play that game plus one more. But also fine. I don't get it. Yeah. And that, and that is starting to be a game where it is a piece where I, we're not going to get super preachy on this one, but it is like, I might. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, coming back to the shit we always talk about, yeah. where it's just like it's if you really are barely skating by, right? Where it really is a difference maker, like what the fuck? Like, there is an element here where if you're acting like $150 more additional per month is going to put you under, like, holy shit, you were this is a gift. It's a gift yeah. for you either to decide, great, we can just finally close and I can go back to sell an insurance or I could go back and sell cars or whatever, because this is all you were hoping for is that this is your COVID. You're welcome. Sit, everybody yep, you, CrossFit you can, is giving you your next COVID handed an excuse. Now let's cover two, two things with this. Uh, the, the other, Oh, by the way, the other criteria that was added was that uh, mm -hmm. these affiliates, I don't know if it's the owners necessarily, or that one of your coaches on staff has to maintain a level two. So what I've seen is that the affiliate owners are required to have the L2. Okay. Now, does that suck if you're like, what if you're just like a, let's say the guy that owns the joint and you're not even the coach that maybe can complicate that type of thing, right? If I want to be an owner and then I do some sales and I have someone else who I've paid to take the training and to pay the thing, whatever. I don't, I don't really care about that like specific outlier of a situation, but let's be honest. If, a level two is required to be in the, in in your possession in order for you to open the affiliate. It does make it a lot easier or a lot more difficult for somebody to just decide to open an affiliate out of the blue, which in my opinion, this move, the level two requirement. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you can probably take them back to back, by the way. I think you could go take a level one one weekend, find out you passed it, and then go take your level two, you know, 
whatever right after that. I do think I think that's probably how that works. I only ever got my level one, by the way, and fucking opened my gym a month later. Like yeah. it isn't anything. It, like that's and that's probably too easy. And not there's a lot of people who can probably have put a lot less effort into being good as a coach than I put into into learning and staying ahead of the game education wise in the beginning mm -hmm. so because i knew that was going to be an issue of mine so i tried to build a decent network of coaches and other people that i could trust so it wasn't just my lower level of expertise that was getting shoved into the product that we were selling everybody so you had right. to build a network you had to build some sort of education structure if you're new if i was required to be able to have a level two i tell you what i'd have had a lot more experience in crossfit before i'd open them doors with that name over the building mm -hmm. name above it it's the truth right so in my opinion this level two requirement not only is it probably the best decision that I think CrossFit has made from a quality control standpoint, it's what goes on in the affiliates. It is actually, as far as I can recall, since I own my affiliate and opened mine in 17, was uh, might be the only decision that CrossFit has made to improve what goes on on the ground in their affiliates from a quality control standpoint. I don't think they've done fuck all to make sure that it's not just some schmuck teaching people to grip and rip high pace snatches and cleans and jerk clean and jerks with no accountability to any sort of education structure or background or decent programming beyond some weekend course. You know, I just, and how fucking awesome is it that as soon as they start to just like, it is the problem, right? It's like, if CrossFit is a brand, if the idea is like, no, it has, everything you just described a reputation of grip and rip bullshit like it's all that's all the negative shit the things that are glaring bad about crossfit people flopping around doing kipping pull-ups and terrible technique olympic lifts being done for speed and just really ill-advised like big stupid chipper workouts and nobody actually buying into the variation of the types of exercise in both domain scales and type that like people just think that crossfit is like basically three two one go metcon workouts that's what it really 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 means right. when, when people view it without the context of an understanding of what it really is constant varied functional movement with a high intensity component what's the most programmed workout that was always done by crossfit.com 5k run Okay. There's supposed to be a lot of variation. It's supposed to truly be general fitness. And I, my opinion about why I was not interested in writing that brand name into the fucking rocks was because the sport of CrossFit is what was driving the brand recognition. And that made people think, including clients coming in off the street, that what they need to be doing is coming in and doing a bunch of snatches and clean and jerks for time and shit. And it's like, no, 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 no. I want you to have truly general fitness here. This is, I believe that methodology, constant varied functional movement with high intensity component done where you're scaling everything down with practical, practical programming where it's not just 20 minute wads. Like sometimes we're doing strength today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes we're going to do some condition stuff. Sometimes we're going to do endurance. Sometimes we're going to get the sizzle that everybody wants, but that it's, that's what they mean by variation, not just throwing fucking shit at the wall or doing hero workouts all the time. And I saw the execution having been into more CrossFit affiliates than most of you that listen for sure in more countries and in more affiliates than most of you here listening. Uh, I see it done really, really fucking poorly and done just in this, th this, way where somebody went to one crossfit class and goes this is the thing i'm gonna do more of this and it's all that so that is what people thought it was 
And if that's the case, I'm all about de-affiliating. If you're tired of running uphill, and that's also why I'm okay with people thinking CrossFit sucks. I think that CrossFit as itself is great. Mm-hmm. I really do. Not the business, but the training methodology as it is was originally written. How it is executed on the ground in these affiliates, I would say we're lucky if half of them don't do it just dog shit job that anyone who knows anything about exercise sign this is why people go crossfit doesn't work it's stupid it's just going to make you so it's like you can get very fit and get a very good physique doing things the right way mm-hmm. but many people don't and i it makes me fucking crazy but this level two requirement in my opinion might require some of these people to actually have a decent understanding of the thing they're trying to represent well everything you just described hq goes you know what affiliate owners we've heard you you guys have made these complaints. These have been problems with the brand. So you know what? We've heard you loud and clear. We're going to make sure that we can do some quality control and raise the bar of excellence. And so this is what we're going to do. And everyone goes, fuck you guys, man. Like, it's, you wait, wait want, a second. And you don't want some guy who came to your class who just doesn't like your programming and wishes he could do it more badass or whatever, just going in and taking a $1,000 weekend course writing a one check to HQ and popping up an affiliate on your block. Right. And, and that will then really dilute your brand in your market. Because, well, that's CrossFit. That's CrossFit. Who gives a fuck? Because to the average consumer, they don't understand how it works. I'll get my camera back rolling here, John. But I think the thing that I think is really important, though, is that the tantrum that's going to be held about over that, like anyone who has a problem with that, good riddance. I think I think it's great for HQ to have those people no longer representing their brand. Frankly, if a fifty percent increase in price, mm-hmm. what is that? So let's say they scrape. What, what would that be? Let's say they scrape off twenty five percent of the affiliates. Don't continue. Yeah, let's just use our numbers Still just in the states, states, right? Right. So like just in the states, I think there's forty five hundred affiliates in the United States. So, right, if you think about that, of like, if you lose 25%, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. So now you're left with like 3,300, 3,400 affiliates left. Like the idea that you could lose, and the reason why you're losing them is that they don't want to get their L2, right? Or they don't want to be able to handle that price increase. Like, just like you said, it's for sure, if you lose 25% and they raised prices by 50%, like this is the normal math that we all do within the gym owner community. Yeah. And this is also one of my bigger complaints too, about people being like, well, this is now, you know, it's clear that the business of CrossFit is in a managed decline. It's like, bitch, not because of this. Like we can all say that they've been in a managed decline for a number of years for a laundry list of reasons that we absolutely have gone over on this podcast in previous episodes. But it isn't this. Could you imagine when you're like, you know what? We haven't done a price increase on our members for so long. Whatever it is, we're going to raise prices a little bit. We know this is what we have to do. We know we're going to make some people upset. But at the end of the day, we got to trim the fat. And if somebody goes, oh, well, fucking you guys are just raising your prices because you're in a managed business decline. You'd be like, wait, what? No. Like, that's not what that is. Yeah. So... I think that this opens the door for, I have been wrong, by the way, in the past in actually hoping for better from HQ. Yeah. And the larger CrossFit community as a whole, I have thought that there's some opportunities for them to turn some corners. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had failed to over the course of a lot of years due to 
fact is, I think the organization as itself up in front is maybe just not as big as people actually think it is. I think what goes on on the ground is bigger than I think what goes on at the top. So I just think that there's a fundamental disconnect between a very good, very valuable, solid training methodology that now gets turned into just classes. It's just classes. And it makes me really frustrated because, by the way, think this through, guys. What is the methodology? Constant varied functional movement done at a high intensity. When I hear, by the way, if it feels like I'm taking the high road and bitching at the people who are quitting or who have a problem with this, and I kind of am. But I'm going to take a moment. There are other people taking the same stance as I am that are like, whose point I disagree with, who say, well, if you're going to use the training methodology, then you better pay. Mm-hmm. No. First <laughs> the, off, that the is the dumbest thing. That is the dumbest <laughs> thing. They don't own the training methodology. And I think you need to make that very clear. And I yeah. think this is a thing that people don't get because there are some CrossFit <laughs> fucking jock riders that are really fucking irritating when they bring this up. Well, then just you what you do, the training methodology is like, no, I can open a powerlifting gym. And I don't have to pay money to the powerlifting gods because nobody invented squatting, benching, and deadlifting and how I'm going to train people to get good at that. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the words, variation, functional movement, high intensity, my interp- interpretation of that can be different than somebody else's, obviously, because I've seen really bad versions of that executed in CrossFit affiliates. Really mm-hmm. bad. Okay. They do not own the methodology. They own the brand name and you are buying into the brand name and then you're able to use their resources and their pathways to educate your coaches. That's kind of fucking it. That's all they give you. Okay. But that is it. I can coach people in classes doing what I did, the same things that you did if you were a CrossFit affiliate and you rebrand as so-and-so fitness instead of so-and-so CrossFit, you can do the exact same thing on the ground and you don't need to think twice about whether or not that's right or wrong. Anyone who says otherwise to that is a fucking idiot. So don't listen to those people. That's some dumb ass shit. Those people have not, you own cheeseburgers, John, you got to pay McDonald's the money. They own the, no, it's just not how this works. Okay. There's plenty of cheeseburgers out there. You guys are selling cheeseburgers under whatever other fucking name. It does not, they do not own the methodology. The methodology is not even really all that original. Okay. The execution of it, where it became now done in group classes is not, by the way, a part of the methodology. Understand this, that none of it was constantly varied functional movement at a high intensity done in classes of 10 to 15 people. Really? Fuck no. It's I not I, there at all. You're I always assumed it. No, you're managing. None of it says group classes in it. By the way, but why would you? Why would that be what it really is? Now, that's where a community aspect comes in. People work out together. They get but by sure. the way, your workouts shouldn't all be, now here's a moment where we're three, two, one going. No shit. Because that is bad fitness if everything is like that. It's mm-hmm. bad training. At some point, everybody should be working on the strength stuff that we're doing today. We're going to warm up to the thing. You're going to do these things. It's not all. And now we get our sizzle. Because at that point, just go do body pump at the fucking YMCA. Or go do some hit class at your local yoga studio with a bunch of people who never get fitter, stronger. And while they just slowly lose muscle and gradually decline in their cardiovascular health. Who gives a shit? I just, that they don't own this and it's not classes. And by the way, that's the most important thing that I would like to see affiliates understand is that can you coach somebody using the fundamental principles of CrossFit in one-on-one? Sure as fuck hope so. Is it still CrossFit? (laughs) Yes, it is. 
Yeah. So this is where the dis people think it's classes and sizzly classes and gripping and ripping some stuff. That, by the way, if when I say those things, that's that's I promise you, ninety percent of the members that are in some of these bad gyms that are doing this stuff poorly, that's what they think as well. And I know this because I've taught these coaches. I've coached these coaches. Yeah. We, John, John, you and I worked. We we yeah. built information structures for seminars that were used as their as CrossFit's continuing education stuff. That's right. Okay. So we participated in all of this education. We met these people. And we saw their initial impressions. We saw some of the resistance from them. And then we saw the change when they actually got a reasonable understanding of how fucking training should work and how training the right way doesn't mean abandoning the function, the, the, the guiding principles across it, which are effective, especially for the general population. If I'm trying to be a bodybuilder, John, I am not going to do that, that style of training necessarily. But if I may be in like a bit of a gap, mm -hmm. In my training in between seasons, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and I'm going to lift some strength one day. I'm going to go and I'm going to do a little bodybuilding stuff the other day. I'm going to do some cardio one day. I'm going to go in and I'm going to go do some long distance running another day. Like that is essentially what pretty decent fucking CrossFit programming should kind of can kind of look like. It's not 17 minute AMRAP. It's just, Every it's day. not that chipper is a stupid long list of exercises that are just going to fuck up your shoulders is. And, and so that thing, don't let anybody tell you that they own that methodology. They don't, you can train people however you want. I can train people strong, man. I don't need to send a check to fucking world's strongest man. It's what I can use the word strong man even because it's not branded, but your gym, how you train people, no matter what anyone says, nobody owns that at all. I can train people using Peloton bikes if I want to, and I yeah. don't have to pay Peloton for anything beyond the fucking bikes. Now, can we talk about another complaint that I've seen as be popular? CrossFit pinky promised us, Tyler. They <laughs> pinky promised us with no takes backsies that they were never going to raise our affiliate fees. Well, shucks. Welcome to reality, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Santa's like, not real either. Yeah. Like, what Whatever. the fuck, guys? Like, think about, like, could you imagine if McDonald's had a dollar menu? I don't get to hold them to that either. The dollar menu is no more. And you, for those of you, the people, by the way, if you were opened at the $500 a year affiliate rate and now you're mad because it's kind of nearly 10x, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you've been open since then and you don't have an extra fucking three and a half grand, you're not making an extra three and a half grand a year. To cover something like this, like you fucking suck so much. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. You're just, you've proven to be so bad at making money at this thing for this long. Then just, I don't just shut down, I guess, or, or, or yeah, tell them to go fuck themselves. And then you put a new sign up and you do all the new branding stuff. And, and I'm okay, by the way, there's a decision that all affiliates need to make mm -hmm. is the value or detriment, right? The value positive, let's go positive or, or negative value of the brand as far as its perception in my community. Um, is that worth worth it when compared to building my own brand? Is my own brand as so-and-so fitness versus CrossFit so-and-so, right? Is that, is having that worth more to me? Is that worth more to my members? Is that more attractive to people who are looking to get fit? Do I have to constantly convince people that no, we don't just force people to do all these crazy lifts that you don't really want to do or care to do. And if if you don't want to be doing muscle-ups and gymnastics, don't worry. We have stuff. We substitute a lot of this stuff. So you're making sure you're finding a safe, effective exercise that's comfortable for you, that's going to keep you from getting hurt. It's going to make sure you're getting results too. Like, like the, all of that stuff you can do. But if you, I spent so much time in a small community where CrossFit's really was only known as its global perception, especially mm -hmm. during peak 
CrossFit ESPN. Games media coverage. Yep. Which great, cool people doing cool stuff, real fit stuff. But if you're only trying to attract fit people who are comfortable like that, like it's, it ain't gonna. It's tough. It's a tough sell in here because there's not a ton of them. And if you're, I'm trying to make an impact in my community. I want those people to be an example of what's possible. But I still need regular people to feel comfortable taking that first step. And if I spend too much time diffusing, no, it's not this. No, it's not this. Yep. No, I promise it's not this. No, you heard everyone gets hurt all the time. It's not this. Versus if I just say. You know, this is Tyler's gym, Tyler's fitness center here. Right. And here's what I do. I do have some classes. I do have some personal training. I do. And then all of a sudden now people are just worried about themselves and their fitness and not conforming to some larger brand and whatever their preconceived notions are about it. It's, it's, a, it's a lot to overcome. That is the decision you should make. Now, if HQ raising their prices hurts your little feelings, go for it. I don't know. Listen, here's the deal. About, as a... I'm stubborn, bordering on obstinate, John. You know this, right? On a lot of issues. I do. It's one of your most endearing qualities. Yeah, this is the one thing that people, especially my wife, like the most. It's the thing that people like the most about me. <laughs> the least, to be honest with you. But so the rea- I'm telling you this. I understand your urge to go, fuck you. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm with you if you want to go ahead and do it. If yeah. you think that's the right move, go for it. I, I yeah, but but then just say because it's because you're mad and you ain't playing their shit anymore. Like it's one more thing, and you're like, nah, fuck it. I've I've had it up to here with their bullshit. I'm not gonna reward them financially for this bullshit. I'm with it, right? I rent from a place, John. Here, and I gotta we gotta sign up in our building uh, where we we have parking. We have parking lots. Right? We have a lot of snow in this part of the country, and we got a little sign up that said, "Hey, just so you know, winter's coming." Um, We'll give you usually 30 minutes notice via text message when your vehicles need to be out of the parking lot so that we can plow the snow if we get snow, and, which is fine. They've done that before. Usually okay. the problem is, is John, what if I'm working from in the middle of thing or even worse, I'm out of town, right? Right, right. Also, if I'm in the middle of some shit, 30 minutes, kind of go fuck yourself, right? We're podcasting. Podcasting. I'm in the middle of the thing. Like you don't get to give me 30 minutes notice and I got to rush and get a car out. It's also, by the way, snowed in. Right. Now, one of the other stipulations with this is now, starting this year, if your vehicle is not moved, they won't just plow around it. Uh, they're going to have tow truck tow your oh. vehicle at your expense. And if there's oh. any damage to your vehicle, uh, you're going to have to, you're responsible for it as well. And I, and, and that's, that's one thing, by the way. Mm-hmm. I will not be going out and shoveling my bends out of the fucking parking lot when there's two or three feet of snow. You're going to plow the places where my car is not. Right, And then I will sh- get myself to that space and then we will drive and we'll drive out of this. If my car is towed at my expense, even once I will move out of this fucking apartment within 30 days. I yeah. told him you can consider the moment I get charged for that. You can consider that my 30 days notice and you can go fuck yourself. Don't touch my fucking car. Do not touch my fucking car. I'll move my entire family in the middle of fucking winter over a $60 tow thing <laughs> in principle. So I need you guys to trust. Fully appreciate that I am as stubborn and that I am willing to die on some really ridiculous hills. And I'm telling you that it takes one to know one. And I know you're just being obstinate and childish about this issue. Unless you want out. And if you want out from under the affiliate, you want out from under the brand, then this is your sign. That, but then it's not about this. It's just about timing then. Because you were already close. And now yeah. you're just like, I'm not going to spend extra money on something that I'm already about to bounce on. So like, but call it what it is. And don't make a stink about it either. Like there's plenty of gyms of de-affiliated, plenty of gyms of de-affiliated by brand and still kept the affiliate, affiliate oh, if that makes sense, right? Pay for the affiliate fee. But they don't make CrossFit the centerpiece of their brand. Yeah. They still are using the 
information structure, training structure, attractiveness of the brand, letting your athletes use the, do the CrossFit open every year. You know I mean? Some of that stuff is, that's the fun stuff, right? And so, but I just don't think it's that important for you guys out there to like, it. this price increase, if it's important to you, that's absolutely your fault, not theirs. Now, the one thing, my fucking utilities will go up by that this year. Oh, as a whole, like everything goes up. Like, I don't know. What Insurance, like property value, like all that shit. Like we just got our property value reassessment to let me know, well, you put up a fence. So now we get to charge you more taxes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Dollars more. <clears throat> awesome. There's another piece too. And you called this out where you like, you've been wrong before, but you hope, right? That CrossFit yeah. does the right. This is the one thing too, in the back of your minds, it's, if LLC is promising to add <clears throat> more value to affiliates so that you all can build a strong and sustainable business per CEO, the Don it's okay. It's been however long CrossFit's been in existence. Have they ever done any of those things? Well, nope. it's like the average gym. Like I've, I've seen so many different statistics, but like, the idea that at any moment, it, like in the CrossFit journey of you being a gym owner, and it's not 1957, if the average gym owner for a CrossFit gym affiliate owner, they were said like we had made per year like thirty six to forty thousand dollars a year, mm -hmm. like what the fuck are you like? Okay, CEOs here, guys. You are the CEO of a fitness of a like what the fuck, right? Like it's so that's where. Like for me, it's like, okay, very clearly that's not what they do. Correct. And guess what? An additional 125 to $150 a month is not now all of a sudden going, because guess what? When the affiliate, that payment went from $500 to $3,000, did they improve their ability to help you all build a sustainable business? No. <laughs> oh. okay. Every other move they make is they charge for, right? We're going to offer level ones and we're offer level two. So we're going to put out seminars and we're going to do continuing education courses and things. Anything they've done under the guise of quality control is still pay to play all the way across the board. So it's not like they're doing it and then raising some other price. It's like, here is this product. Now you must still must pay. So they're getting you coming and going, but th this isn't unlike anything else. It's just not. And um, one of the. One of the more interesting things that I had seen, and this was Stuart Brower had done, had called a couple guys in and uh, talked about this as well, but like that, you know, CrossFit's not re responsible for getting you leads. Mm -hmm. They're really not. And they're really responsible for, that's it, what it, you're using that name, how you get your leads coming in the door and who they are, um, what their impression is of your brand is your brand's job, kind of, Right. But like just having it there, this is why it was too easy for these CrossFit affiliates. I say very specifically the ones that are grandfathered in. Okay, you've had it. You have wrote out the easiest uptick and the easiest like upswell, the rising tide in all of fitness, in my opinion. I haven't seen a rise in fitness like you did in CrossFit from 2010 to 2016, 17. For sure. 12 to 17. Like just it was madness, right? It was very easy if the word was out, man, the word was out. All you needed was to get the right to use the name and you'd get some fucking, it would work that way. But it was just too easy for you guys back then. And that's why a lot of these affiliates are just stuck. Mm -hmm. They're just, they're just stuck in this. Like, it just doesn't happen. People don't just show up to my fucking place anymore. I don't get it. 
well, I blame them. It's like, well, no, you've been you've been neglecting this part of the game. You've been assuming it was taken care of by someone who's not taking care of that at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. John, we can we can open up equipment and we can spend some money and open anytime fitness. We could open Snap Fitness, you could open LA Fitness. You can do anything. It's just gonna take a fuckload of money. By the way, still not gonna bring in still not gonna bring in leads. It's still my job as a business to invest in advertising and whatever to bring in leads. But the difference is that franchises do agree to put money towards those leads and that's Globally. why this is not yeah, yeah. then there is some this is not a franchise yeah, it's not a franchise and that's correct. what they don't get correct they don't get it's the difference between an affiliate and a franchise is you don't get much and i think you're kind of getting more than than you deserve <laughs> i don't know what to say i just don't know what to say i would would crossfit be better served if it was a franchise it would totally change it would it would be wildly different. Like you all pitch up again. We talked about this from there. Oh beginning. yeah. People, there's you no way you can walk this back. There's no way it could be walked back. But like if the training, by the way, I, I think it would be wrong. Cause I do believe in the variation. Cause you look at what even happened with CrossFit's con- continuing education courses. There became ways now of teaching a CrossFit, there's CrossFit football ended up being oh. CrossFit performance, performance. Oh my God. That's right. But, but, but by the way, it's not all, it's not all corny or terrible stuff. Some of it's just like, how do we use these principles right. that we're using here and apply them for sports performance? Cause the average dumbass who just takes a level one and opens a CrossFit affiliate thinks if I'm going to do off season sports performance for kids, I'm just going to have them do a kids centric CrossFit class. With the warm up and then a Metcon and the timer and three, two, one, go and techno music and off we go. That's all that happens you. in most of these fucking places, John. It's terrible. I and I and and because I have kids and because kids training is where I definitely am the most comfortable. I've been in a lot of different CrossFit gyms mm-hmm. that are doing kids training, and what you've just described is that's all. That yeah, is. yeah, and so that's an off season sports performance. It's like this. Like this is this is why there is issues with like a high school one not wanting their kids to go train at a crossfit gym this morning i need them flinging around in your fucking pull-up bars i need them squatting mm-hmm. i need them doing some heavy carries i need them to do some dynamic stuff i need them to sprint and i need them to just be generally build some size and it looks like the programming you're doing is designed to make people small mm-hmm. hobbit people doing hobbit things is what i always always joked about but when i would coach kids for off-season stuff whose parents trust me i was coaching the kids i was not just conforming them into a thing, which meant we're doing a strength program. I'm just working with you in my CrossFit affiliate. Mm-hmm. Like it's not all classes and sizzle. And I don't understand how many CrossFit affiliate owners never got that through their fucking head at all. And now they have to, now they've started to, they slowly come to that realization when they're like, now I'm gonna have a specialty class. It's like, you know, you can just coach people for the things that they want to do. You can just do that in a CrossFit affiliate. CrossFit doesn't mean setting a timer and hitting some techno music and letting it roll. It just doesn't. And it's so much more fucked too. Cause when you talk about like, if we say just in this for another minute, it's the teens classes, the mistake that I've seen owners do that we've literally have, you and I have spoken to them, which the error is, well, no, the teens class is bridging a gap. So when they age out, you now have a very capable population of teens that are now doing those Metcons and workouts as adults. What? Like, what are you talking about? Like, this isn't this isn't like having like you teach the flag football team the same plays as the high school are using because then they can go to college and you play like it's guys. This is this is fitness. This is different. This is not a sport. This is not the idea where you want your teens doing the exact same shit. Like yeah. the idea that you have 
15 year old it's not your onboarding class it's (laughs) correct and that's what they're and that and that is the error and that definitely there became so look at what happened though there became crossfit powerlifting there's all these little other certs that you could get and you could take what I want everybody to know that that's the direction that I actually think the in the CrossFit affiliates should have gone to, which is be a specialist in all these things and have your programming be kind of about a lot of this stuff. And you don't have to always be branching up and doing it all in this silly class structure that 80% of gyms do the same fucking class structure. There's this one in town here that was real bad. The YMCA would run it. And they just hired dumb fucks to, to come in and coach. And they were, they were doing at some point I think there was like two to three like uh, girl like hero workouts just being done a week. They're just grabbing those. That's what their programming was. Right. You know what that work is? It's hard. That's a waste of your fucking time. (laughs) It's hard, but it's just, it's just work. And so there became that type of shit was going on and nobody was learning anything about actually training people. So then it trashed the the business's ability to actually help people who had any sort of specific goal. Mm Mm-hmm. Move the goalposts. No, you really would need to worry about. Nobody came in going, I want to worry work on my mobility for my overhead squat. No, but we're gonna no. Well, geez, look at look at we did a little squat test and you can't do this. I learned this at my level one, and so we're gonna have to troubleshoot this. And all your work is gonna be done with the PVC pipe, so you're not getting any real work in for the longest amount of time. And it sucks. It just it became a bad product when there was just uninformed people doing it in a really stupid way who are married to a methodology that they didn't understand. And that's the worst part. They just don't really understand what the methodology is supposed to be and the value in it. And it became functional fitness classes and functional. I would argue with that. My, the, by the way, the only gripe that I would have in the base CrossFit methodology is the foundational movement. I think it's silly to have like a sumo deadlift high pull. Like someone was just fucking dumb. Like if if you go through and just like get some decent movement patterns, right? Go squat, press, hinge stuff, and then the rest can be fucking kind of open to mm-hmm. open to interpretation. And let's just go with understand that constant variation and functional movement. There's a broad category, and I don't see anything not functional about bicep curls. I don't see anything not functional about a bench press. I just don't. You don't need to specialize in any of those things. But like other than that specific thing, whatever the nine foundational movements, it's like like those things being the th- – by the way, every gym does more than those nine things. Of course. Right? And that's why I gave it a little grace, right? They're just some benchmarks in there that maybe if you're able to do a snatch, that, that is a sign of increased strength, explosiveness, and mobility. Wonderful. But know that your grandmother doesn't ever need to aspire to that necessarily. Yeah. And that understanding when people go like, hey, let's not be fucking dogmatic about this. You're all good. So listen, out there, if you want to de-affiliate right now, fucking do it, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just telling you, like, this is your fault <laughs> at this point. If it's, if, it's, if it's due to the hardship that this price increase is causing you, it is your fault, not theirs, for not being resilient enough at this point. If, it's, uh, if this is the last straw that broke the camel's back, then yeah, by the way, fuck them. Fuck them, because they're gonna send you a fucking Christmas card that nobody even signs, dude. I'm telling you, that's I got. We got Chris. We get Christmas cards from them. Nobody signs them. It's just yeah. a Christmas card from HQ, printed and st- like not a, not a hand thing on it, like typed out. Like nobody touched it. Nobody said fuck all. There was no resources for affiliates to help with your business, your marketing, your coaching. None of it. it it's 
I'm all about that. If you've had enough up to here with all the shit, totally, totally. But then you should have aspired to build your own brand at that point anyways. That's my thing. You, this should have been something where you're not even mad about this. You should have want your own brand more than you want their stuff if this is the issue. And you're going to have to take action either way. Yeah. So like it's, and that's where, again, it's like you fuck them or don't, but then do something, do something about it. Like let it be a catalyst that does push you to do a thing where it's don't say for the love of God, don't agree and stay and be like, well, great. They're definitely going to roll shit out. That's going to help us be able to make up this difference. It's like, no, they're not. So use it as a jumping off point to be like, all right, how can I then do better with my marketing, do better with these pieces? Because you really can. You really should be taking some fucking ownership because it ain't going to fall HQ ever. No, you know, I do like the level two requirement. I do think that one, having somebody having to have a level two in the building now is going to be interesting. Um, I hope that it levels up some understandings of the methodology as a whole. I do really, really like the CrossFit education staff. Um, we've worked with some directly. I've attended the courses. I've had some mm -hmm. correspondence with a lot of people that have been on the level one and level two and some specialty course stuff over the years. Um, and I think they are smart. And I, when I attended any of those things, I never had any disagreements with any of the ways that they taught any of the movements. Truthfully, everything's pretty sound stuff. They are very good communicators. Those people are worth emulating from a coaching standpoint. But I think it's going to be valuable that somebody in the play, if your gym doesn't have anyone with a level two, it's probably going to, it will be better for your gym that somebody do. That's all. Or if you really don't want to, then definitely drop the brand. But I think that hopefully the best thing, in, the best thing that could happen to CrossFit, honestly, would be if the 30% of the worst coaches and worst affiliates were rebranded as something else. For sure. And that, and that it not, not dilute it. And in my opinion, one of the best things that can happen for CrossFit as a whole is for people to really not be married to the methodology as their understanding was imprinted on them as it was imprinted into them within the, whatever the first few gyms that they were in, like, like to really think of the methodology and how it works for people, the general population and be a bit free thinking and how that can be executed in a class in one-on-one -on -one personal training because functional movement variation and high intensity are just tools. They're tools that can be used when you're coaching people. Why does it have to be in a class all the time? Are those principles not valuable? In other ways, so keep that in mind that you're not, it's not, you're not that you're not doing CrossFit if you're doing personal training. If you really are a CrossFit guy or whatever, I don't know. Or don't, I don't fucking care. That's the end of this. <laughs> I've ranted enough about this. I, I think, I think we covered a lot of good ground here. So I hope, uh, hope you understand what we're trying to get at here. So be about it or don't be about it. Choose a hill to die on. Touch my bends. I'm a fucking, that is goddamn apartment so fast though. <laughs> I ain't cleaning no carpets either. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Follow John at JVanksFL. Follow the show at Jim Morris Podcast. Follow me at Tyler F. And Stone. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.